0: Now podcast, where you'll discover and be equipped with keys from the word of God that will pave the way to God's unlimited blessing in your life. Now, here's your host, Evangelist TJ Malkanji. What I want to talk to you guys today about is something that I feel like the Lord has really been putting on on my heart and stuff in my spirit, um, a key to breakthrough, which is obedience. That's what I want to talk to you today about, because even with this, uh, this right now, me doing a broadcast is me seeing, saying yes to God is me being obedient to God. And, you know, for a long, you know, I can say this for myself for a long time. I know that I've, uh, I've been given all kinds of excuses and stuff as to why I couldn't do this, as to why, you know, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't preach and stuff. Um, So this, like the message that I'm bringing to you today is not just, you know, for, for, it's not just for you, but it's for myself as well, because this is something that the Lord has been putting it on. My spirit has been talking to me about. And so I want to be able to share that with you, because you know, I never want to bring something to you that the Lord hasn't said to me as well. Um, so yeah, uh, th- the way this came about pretty much is like, I'll, I'll start giving a bit of background and then we'll kind of get into the message itself. But you know, uh, was there about like a week, a week or so ago, maybe two weeks now, um, TJ was in Plattsburgh preaching and uh, ah, hi, Jasmine. Uh, TJ was in in Plattsburgh preaching and you know he had asked me before he's I mean he's been really good and I, I always asked me so do you you know do you want to preach do you want to preach today you know do you, do you wanna do you want to do so- no 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 I'm, I'm good I'm okay I'm okay you do your thing you know nobody wants to hear me they they, they don't want to hear me I have nothing to say you go ahead and you know you, you sure you don't want to preach no I'm okay And, uh, you know, it's been a long time that he's been asking me, I'll I'll say um, for myself, a little bit of me, I guess. Um, We got married. It's going to be eight years this year. And so, you know, before coming before moving up, you know, I I preached at my church. I, um, I, I I got opportunities and stuff at my church. we were always preaching. And then when I moved up here, You know, nobody knew me. No, like, you know, at this point now we're newly married. We're fresh out of Bible college. You know, nobody really knew TJ either at that point. And and so, you know, I moved up here and. You know, that that was it. Like now I just became, you know, TJ's wife at this point. And, you know, nobody knew me here. So I wasn't really getting any opportunities to speak or preach. Or anything like that and at the time like i guess you know I, I we never thought of broadcasting we never thought of any of this to kind of continue to 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 do what the lord has called us to so it was always just live meetings and stuff and so you know tj would get his opportunities and you know they were usually like starting out they were very few and far like far in between and so slowly it's like i noticed like okay I, w- I would get opportunities here and there whenever we could he would he he would use me and stuff to get up there he would give me the opportunity you know even if it was getting up and greeting the crowd or you know when we went to um dominican republic like i think it was a week after we got back from our honeymoon or a month after sorry we got back from our honeymoon we went on our first missions trip and we you know, we preached out there. And so I got the opportunity to, to, to minister, but then coming back, you know, being here, once again, nobody knew us. I wasn't really getting opportunities and he would have, you know, short meetings. And, uh, so I wasn't really preaching. Well, fast forward. Um, I'm like, you know, one day I'll get back in. He starts broadcasting. He starts broadcasting at this point. I'm now working a regular job and, uh, you know, I, I like at this point, I'm like, OK, well, you know, I, I'm working a job. I was, um, you know, so I wasn't really walking in what the Lord had called me to do. But I'm like, you know, you keep you keep doing that. You know, you I'm like you keep walking in what the Lord has called us to. And for the time being, I will. And I had prayed to the Lord and said, you know, when the time is, you know, when the time is right and you don't you know, it's it's time for me to go and move into the calling that you have for me then, you know, you'll, you'll orchestrate it so that, you know, my boss will be the one to release me and I won't have to quit. Well, shortly after my boss came and was like, you know, I, I was a nanny at the time and was just kind of like, okay, you know, our conflict, our, our schedules were no longer aligning. So I was like, okay, you know, it's we parted. So I was like, okay, this was an answer from the Lord. It means it's time for me to start doing what, what he's called me to do. And at that time, TJ started, you know, felt like, okay, we should start getting on live stream. So he got on live stream. And at those early times, um, you know, those early days, I, uh, I was the one panning the camera in the, like the background in our little room, doing all of the computer stuff, you know, so I was in the background. And eventually I planned on getting back up there and, uh, starting a live stream with him. Well, you know, because I didn't do it right away when I knew the Lord was telling me to do it. You know, eventually, I like we got I got pregnant and we had our first kid. Um. And hi, uh, right. what is rough, Judah? Uh, TJ. Okay. Anyway. Oh yeah, the story. Yeah. So, you know, uh, so then I got pregnant. And then the excuses started coming up even more after that. And I was just like, well, I I really can't start broadcasting with you now. Like, I can't start preaching now. Like, I have have to take care of the baby. I have to take care of the, you know, what am I going to do with him? Like, there's no way that I can even do this. And then I'm like, well, eventually, as he gets older and stuff, you know, I'll get back in. Well, along comes baby number two. And so then I'm like, well, you know, I really can't do it now. I have two kids to take care of. And, you know, they're both very young. They're both dependent on me. And uh, and so I'm like, nope. And TJ just kind of, like, you know, he jokes with me. Yeah, so uh, when are you, like, you going to say yes to God? You know, are you going to, like, after we're done having kids and they're all raised out of the house? Or when we're, like, 95 years old, you're going to come up to me. Okay, TJ, now I'm finally ready to say yes to the will of God, you know, like he always makes fun of me. I'm like, okay, can you stop? Like they're not going to be little forever. So anyways, rewind. So, um, yeah. So he, he was always encouraging me to get up there, but I was just like scared. Honestly, that's what it was. I, I used every excuse not to, and I was just terrified because I'm like, you know what? I haven't been, I haven't preached in so long. I haven't, you know, I wouldn't even know how to get up there. I'm going to get up there and look like a buffoon. I'm going to, I'm not going to have the words to say. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to know what to do. And nobody, nobody wants to hear from me. Like, especially looking at him preach. I'm like, look like that was intimidating for me. I'm not going to lie. That is so intimidating. I'm like, you're a phenomenal preacher, at least to me, if he's not your cup of tea. Well, I'm sorry, but you know, to me, I'm like, you're great. You, you have the scriptures memorized and it's like in you, he's like a walking Bible. Like it's crazy. So I'm like, I'm not, I'm not like that. But you know, recently it's like the Lord was really impressing on me. And the the whole time, like what I want to talk to you about is maybe some of you guys are in this place where you feel stuck, where you feel like you've been in a rut where you feel like you know i i've i've hit a wall and i don't know where to go from here i don't know how to move forward and honestly that is how i felt this whole time i you know and uh it was just kind of like i know what i what the lord has called me to do i know what he has you know what he's what he's created me for And because I wasn't walking in that, it just felt like I was going on in a rut constantly and not moving forward. And it's like, I don't know if some of you are in this place where you're like, well, I'm, you know, my life is great. I have everything, you know, like, you know, uh, I I have health, I have blessings, I have, you know, I have a great family. But you just don't like you feel like, okay, there's something that's, you know that's just like holding you back or you just feel like, okay, there's something that like, I feel a weight on me. And that is because we're, we're not stepping into what God has called us to. And I can say for myself, that's how it felt for me. It's ministry for you. It may look like something different for me. The Lord has called me. I know the Lord has called me to preach and you know, and it's weird to say, but like as the preacher's wife, it was like, man, I feel stuck, like not stuck in like, um, you know, those people, ah, I feel stuck in my marriage or I feel stuck in this. I'm like, no, like I look at, it, I'm like, I have a wonderful marriage. I have a wonderful man of God that always encourages me, pushes me forward. And I know that I can trust wholeheartedly because he puts God first. You know, it wasn't anything like that. And I love my children. They're my pride and my joy. Like they're, they're amazing. You know, and I, you know, the Lord has blessed us this year with a wonderful house. The ministry has been growing and increasing, and then to me it was just like, "Oh, why is there a weight?" And I knew, I knew all along what it was. I knew that it was because I wasn't walking in the calling that God had for me. And, you know, that's that's one thing that I want to know. Like, I, I I was asking God, I'm like, okay, you know, Lord, you know, telling the Lord, well. You know, when the time is right, when the time is right, I'll get up there again. But you know, use me in the time being. Um, you know, asking God, you know, uh, I know, I know well, you know, pretty much trying to bargain with the Lord where I'm like, okay, Lord, I know what you've called me to do. I know that you've called me to preach and get out there, but you know, just right now, there's, you know, there's all these excuses that I could have, you know, that I was making up. And I'm like, Lord how, you know, how can you just remove this sense of like urgency from me just for the time being so I can like, you know, just raise the kids and, you know, and then I'll, I'll get in it when they're a little bit older and are not so dependent on me. And you know, and I like just i him like, OK, just take this feeling off, just take it off for a little bit. And I just couldn't shake it. I couldn't shake it because. You know, it's in you. When God has called you to do something, there is nothing that you can do to shake off the feeling and stuff. You know, if you can deafen your ear for a time being, you can stiffen your neck, and then at that point, if you if it breaks, it breaks. You know, you can you can you can harden yourself so much to rebuke and to the instructions of the Lord that it comes to a point where then you know, it breaks and it's, you're not, you know, it's not good. And so, you know, I'm very grateful and thankful to God that he never did. And so going back, um, you know, so when we went to Plattsburgh, you know, I had already been praying and, you know, asking the Lord, because at this point I was just kind of like, all right, Lord, I'm fed up. Like even of like up until like, like last year and stuff, I'm like, Lord, I'm fed up. I'm fed up with feeling this way. I, you know, I'm done. I'm done doing things my way, I'm done trying to, you know, uh, I'm done trying to like give excuses as to why I can't do this. And I'm like, you know, I don't know what it's gonna look like now. I don't know when, but you know, when the time is right, just give me the opportunity. You know, I wanna be used by you. I'm tired of having my years blend into one another and looking exactly the same. You know, I'm like, here I am. I'm seeing my husband increasing in every area of life. And yes, I I'm going along for the ride, but I'm like, I'm tired of feeling like for myself, for myself that you know, I, I, I ha I've that I've missed it kind of thing. I'm done. You know, I want to be able to join alongside because it's what the Bible says, right? One can put a thousand to flight, but two can put ten thousand to flight. And I'm like, I don't want to be the person that's like holding us back in any way. You know, I want us to reach our full potential. And so I started praying, Lord, use me, use me. And as scared as I am, as whatever, you know, I I want to be able to say yes. I want to put aside all my fears. I want to put aside all of the excuses and just go for it so when tj asked me actually to go and preach i was like no no not yet i mean this is too soon (laughs) like you know like he well, once he asked me in another church and i was like nope and so i just greeted the crowd and then this time he was like you're gonna preach and i'm like no i'm like i'm not ready (laughs) you know again what the excuse is and uh so he gets up actually to the crowd because I had said no. He goes, my wife is going to be preaching on the Thursday. And I'm like, what? What do you, what do you mean I'm preaching Thursday? Who's going to watch the kids during the service? So like, Woo, like, you know, okay, scrambled over here. So I'm like, all right, well, Lord, what would you have me to do? And so, you know, I feel like that was the message that God had already been putting in my spirit is a message of obedience. And so I'm like, you know what? this is it i'm gonna i'm gonna take this because this is what you've been speaking to me and so i'm going to then bring a message and i you know i felt the lord bringing on a message and stuff and uh i preached it and can you tell can i tell you that before getting up like even the days leading up to it i was a pack of nerves like a whole pack of nerves like freaking out like what well how do I structure a sermon? How do I do this? And you know, terrified out of my mind up until like even the point where right before grabbing the mic, I felt like throwing up like I was so nervous that I'm like, can somebody just keep a bucket nearby because you know if uh, something starts coming up, I don't want to projectile vomit all over the crowd and like look like the Exorcist and just oh no, that would be a terrible way to like even start you know so I'm like, all right, but when I started again with all the nerves and everything, can I just say how I felt that just the peace of God come on me and like all of that? Because before going up, the enemy will always lie to you. the The lies of the enemy was running through my mind. You know how would, how do you think the Lord's going to use you? You haven't preached in so long. You haven't been. You know you're not pre. You're not uh praying and reading the word of god for five hours a day like you used to you're not you know you're you're kind of doing the bare minimum here you're just you're, you're getting by how why do you think he would ever use you the anointing has departed from you a long time ago you you're done you missed it and you know all of those things was running through my mind and i was just like no no like the lord did not give me a spirit of fear but of power of love and of a sound mind. And he cast down all fear. And so I just said, yes. And I said, okay, Lord. So I got up and I obeyed. And can I tell you as afterwards the amount of people that came up to me, like in tears telling me, thank you for that message. Thank you. Because that broke something off of me. It finally, something finally clicked and I know what I have to do now and like I was just like what you know because I like I went and I wasn't thinking like you know I I prayed that the Lord would use me and to help people but I thought well you know for my first time preaching back up I don't I don't know if any those are the lies from the enemy saying I don't know if anything will happen but I literally had people coming up to me saying I'm getting rid of alcohol Uh, You know, I'm not I'm not touching it anymore. Somebody that, you know, they were praying for for somebody's salvation. And the the person had stumbled into the service and they had said, you know, we've been praying for this person for a really long time. And then they came and they were the first one at the altars today. So thank you for the message that you brought. And somebody else, you know, I came up to me and saying, I've been smoking since I was 14 years old. And it finally something broke off of me thank you for the message in tears and like at that moment I just felt so humbled so like overwhelmed with joy because I was like man God you're so good and I'm like getting teary-eyed just thinking about it now but it's like you're so good that you would choose to use someone like me someone that you know isn't very well educated, isn't someone that's like, you know, I didn't get A's in school and, you know, maybe I got A in gym class, but, you know, everything else was, I wasn't very good. And uh, so I got, you know, I was just filled with joy and just like this overwhelming sense of awe of the Lord again. And within that time, it's like, and then immediately it was like once I said yes it was like the wind of the Lord just came behind me and was like okay let's move on and what I could have you know like we decided to act on it and I'm like okay I feel this wind I feel the joy coming up behind me and I was like okay well then I had two choices either I could just be excited about that one time Or I could choose to then step out, not knowing what it would look like, but saying, "Okay, let's let's keep the momentum going. And so here we are, me saying yes to the Lord, um, because, you know, I don't want to get to heaven one day and I have nothing to present to the Lord other than excuses. I don't want to get there and say, you know, Well, Lord, I didn't do what you called me to do because because I uh, I was too afraid or because, you know, I was raising the kids that you gave me or whatever. You know, I saw and then I saw this um, this status that I had actually put up eight years ago on on my Facebook that came up. Just uh, Saturday. And I was like, this is good. And I was like, how shall I feel at judgment if multitudes of missed opportunities pass before me in full review? And all of my excuses prove to be disguises of my cowardice and pride by Dr. W.E. Sangster. And I like, man, that like hit me again because I I don't want to get up there and say When literally, when it all comes down to it, it's all excuses. And that's just, that's my little story right there. So this is me wanting to encourage you. I don't know, for you, it may look different. Maybe you're not called into ministry, but there are other things that the Lord has called you to do. And so I'm here to tell you, are you walking in obedience to the Lord? What has God instructed you to do that you've neglected, What has it what has he spoken to you that you've just kind of like are afraid to take that step because of whatever reason, you know, because you don't know what it's going to look like, because you don't know what the next step is going to be, you know, because you don't have the full picture, whatever it is that he has called you to do, do it. If you're in a place right now where you're feeling stuck, where you're feeling like, you know. Uh, or I have, I have reached this level, but I haven't been able to break through to the next level. I haven't been able to do, you know, reach the next thing. You know, what was the last thing God told you to do? Go back and do it. Because you might be thinking, well, I don't, you know, I've been praying to the Lord and he hasn't told me anything now. And I don't know where to go from here. And I'm not hearing the voice of God as to a next direction and oftentimes god has given us a direction he has given us instruction but we've neglected it and when we do that he's not going to speak to you as to the next step we can't jump ahead and ask god for the next step when we haven't even taken the first step that he's given to us it's you know we got to take the small steps and and not despise the days of small beginning. We have to take the steps and keep moving forward. You know, like I said, I have kids right now. Lana is at the point where she wants to climb up the stairs and wants to climb down the stairs, but she doesn't know how to walk yet. So she keeps going on and uh, she 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 goes on and she she's trying to climb the steps and then she's trying to walk down, but she doesn't even know how to walk. So she's trying to hold on. I'm like, no. I'm not leaving her to herself. I'm like one step at a time, you know, let's do this one thing at a time. And it's the same thing for the Lord. When he calls us to do something, um, it's always to, to make us better. I actually want to read, go on to Deuteronomy 28, because bless the, the key to breakthrough in our life is walking in obedience to God. That is what will unlock everything in our life, because you cannot you cannot walk in what God has called you. You cannot walk in the obedience, um, in the blessing of the Lord, if you don't walk in obedience. It's just, it doesn't work out that way. You know, oftentimes people wanna skip every step and, you know, just think that the blessing is owed to them. But the word of God makes it v- very clear that it is our obedience that will unlock the blessing. So in Deuteronomy 28, it says, If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commands I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations on earth. All these blessings will come upon you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. And then he goes on to list all of the blessings that come from you, uh, come to you as you obey. And then just as if you go on further all of the curses that come from disobedience. So what is it that God has asked you to do that you've been putting off? You know, um, in Psalm 128, it says, blessed are, though, are all who fear the Lord, who walk in obedience to him, who will eat the fruit of your labor, blessings, blessings and prosperity will be yours. Obedience will set the course of your life you can choose to obey God and move forward or you can choose to disobey God and stay stagnant you know oftentimes I feel like as Christians there there are times that you want to skip the steps that God has given you 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 do everything else you know you 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 say well you know I'm doing everything else I'm just gonna praise my way into breakthrough and that is a message that we preach you know is is praise will unlock breakthrough but praise alone without obedience is not going to do anything. If God has given you instruction, you can get up and you can say I'm just going to praise the Lord all day and night until I'm blue in the face until I'm passed out on the ground, but breakthrough is not going to come until you learn to obey. God has given us instructions and we need to to do need to listen to them in order to receive breakthrough because you know, as Christians, it's like, well, you think, oh, well, everything is just a spiritual thing and uh, blessings are just going to come to me just because I'm a Christian, just because I, I say I love the Lord and obey the Lord. All of a sudden, it's like everything's going to break, break forth in my life and I don't have to do anything. I don't have to do anything. The blessings will just be attracted to me. No, the word of God says, if you are diligent and you obey the commands of the lord then the blessings will come then you will see breakthrough then you will be set up above the nations and the blessings will come you know we have to get out of this mindset that just well i'm just gonna i'm just gonna be here and i'm gonna sing and i'm gonna lift my hands and worship and you know sing all the right songs and hope that it, breakthrough comes it doesn't work like that in god's word there are there are steps there there are clear instructions as to what we have to do in order to receive something like we you know for example if you're asking the lord for breakthrough in your finances you can pray and fast all you want for finances if you don't take the scriptural keys and instructions that the lord has laid out for us which is to give to give a tithe and your offerings, then you you cannot receive to receive you cannot expect to receive breakthrough in your finances. It is the same thing with everything else. You know you can't expect to have um, depression, anxiety, uh, fear, all of this stuff to break off of you if you are walking in sin. So the first step, you know, the the, the first thing that I'm going to lay out here, the foundation of everything, is taking the step of faith. And believing on the lord jesus christ that is the fundamental so you take the first step you put your faith in jesus once you come to jesus christ you must now learn to walk in his ways so the word of god is very clear and it outlines you know how we should walk and so we no longer look like this world but we are set apart and so, walking in holiness is one of the keys to breakthrough. You need to walk in holiness and obey God because without that as well, you can't move forward. So, um, yeah, uh, you can't expect to walk in victory if you don't take victory steps. Obedience is required to walk in victory. And so, I want to go, and it's not, and it's not also just like, from you know a place from legalism um you know because it's like you can try and say all right well i know all the steps that i need to take and it's not about that it's not about being legalistic and like okay i'm just gonna do this but if your heart doesn't love the lord if you're not doing it out of love then you know there's there's not gonna be uh there's not gonna be the breakthrough that you expect to see you know um here uh, i'm gonna go to uh first on three because let me see okay so like i was saying first is you know we don't uh we don't walk in the way that we want to walk anymore when we become obedient to the to the To the Lord. When we come and we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior, we now need to put off our old self. And the word of God says, do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the cravings of the sinful man, the lust of his eyes, and the boasting of what he he has and does, comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but the man who does the will of God lives forever. So when we come to the Lord, we need to learn to walk in the ways of the of the Lord. So there are some of you that have clear instructions from God and, you know, what to do. But first, before we get there, is have you obeyed the written word of God? Let's start there. If some if some of you might be thinking, well, you know, I haven't uh, I haven't necessarily heard any clear instructions from God. He hasn't directed me in any way. First, until you hear the uh, the clear instructions from the Lord, let's go and we'll read and learn the, the written word of God. Once you start listening to the written word of God and you put those things into practice, then you will see that things will start unlocking in your life. Here and there, everything will start unlocking. Um, because... You know, it's clear that we need to be in the word of God, because without, you know, without the word of God instructing us, we will not be able to hear the voice of God. Um, it, it, you may have voices coming every left, right and center telling you, you know, do this, do that. But if you don't know the word of God as the fundamental, if you don't know what the word of God says, you're going to get tossed to and fro like the winds and the waves. And you're not going to know where you need to go. And so it is important to first get in the word of God, because as you do so, then it will be easier for you to hear the voice of God and to know what he has called you to do. Um, in in Joshua one it says, keep this book of the law always on your lips, meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. You know, we uh, we don't If if an instruction comes to you, you need to know how to decipher if it's the voice of God or if it's the voice of the enemy or if it's just your own flesh. The only way to do that is by getting in the word of God, Um, going to Psalms 19. I'm going to go on. I'm going to just read this real quick to you. And uh, Psalms, Psalm 19, 119, sorry, uh, verses 97. Man, this microphone is like hard for me to see what I'm doing. Okay. Uh, am I okay? Sorry, guys. Okay, here we go. Found it. Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. Your commands make me wiser than my enemies for they are ever with me. I have more insight than all my teachers for I meditate on your statutes. I have more understanding than the elders for I obey your precepts. I have kept my feet from every evil path so that I may obey your word. I have not departed from your laws, for you yourself have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. I gain understanding from your precepts. Therefore, I hate every wrong path. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light from my path. I have taken an oath and confirmed it, that I will follow your righteous laws. So it is important and imperative for us to get in the word of God because as we get into the word of god he'll start outlining all all of what he expects from us and not and it's not to you know is not to make our lives miserable it is always in a place to take us further you know it is to take us into the blessings of the lord and we need to get to a place where we as christians devour this because this is instruction this is life this is where it all it all stems forth god has god didn't give us his word just so we can kind of like oh this is pretty you know i have a nice book that i can just put under my arm and you know carry and you know maybe put on my nightstand and have it collect dust. no he has given us his word so that while we are while we are on earth we can walk in the instructions that he has given us so that we can learn to receive the blessing from him you know oftentimes we, uh, we 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 want everything and we say, OK, I want the blessings, but we don't even know what steps to take. So as we get into I, I had said this in when we preached uh, when I had preached the other day, um, you know, having if you ha- it doesn't matter if you have a car. If you know if you have a car, it's full of gas and, you know, you're ready to go. The engine is running. If you don't have a GPS or a map and you don't know where you're going, you know, because the roads, you know, they're going to wind every which way, and you don't know where to go, you're not going to reach your destination, if you don't have clear instructions on how to get there. And so it's the same thing, when it comes to the Word of God as a believer, this is, you know, as Christians, we know what the Lord has for us, what he wants for us. But if we don't, read the word of God and learn to take the little steps to learn, to take, you know, the the steps of obedience. So to walk in holiness, to put aside the things of this world, if we don't learn to conform our mind, you know, uh, to renew our minds to the word of God and, you know, stop being conformed to the things of this world, we'll never learn how to move on in the things of God. Because if, if you don't know what this book says, well, somebody can come and say something to you and you're going to believe it. You're going to be easily tossed back and forth and you're going to be wondering, well, why isn't anything happening? Why is it that, you know, why is it that whatever, you know, I'm doing what the people are telling me to do, but I'm not, I'm not getting anything. I'm not seeing breakthrough. I'm not seeing um, everything that they've Promise me. Well, it's because you need to know it for yourself and not just know it in your mind, but get it in your spirit. And so as you start reading the word, the Lord will highlight things to you that you'll say, wow. That is that is something that I didn't know. And now I know how to course correct. I've been doing this the wrong way. And so now out of the word of God, I know the steps that I must take in order to receive the blessing. So it is by reading the word of God that we will be able to hear the word to hear the Lord speak to us. We'll be able to hear the spirit because the, the Bible says his his word is a lamp unto our feet as we start listening and reading the word he will guide us he will start giving us instructions and as we take those small steps he will then give us the bigger instructions for our own lives um individually i don't know you know where where you are maybe the lord has told you to quit a job and you've just been like well uh i'm not gonna do that lord because you know, this, this job is, is good. It's bringing in money. What am I going to do? Like, you know, but the Lord has told you, I, I don't want that for you. I don't want you there. Quit your job. Are you going to listen? Are you going to see what he, you know, are you going to listen to him and see what he has for you? Or are you just going to say, well, no, what am I going to do if I don't, you know, if if I quit my job, what am I going to do? You know? We have to learn to trust the Lord with everything. If we say that we are believers in Christ, that we believe that one day we are going to go to heaven, that if we really believe that Jesus came and he died on the cross for us and he rose again and he is now in heaven and that one day he's going to take us up to live with him, shouldn't we then trust all that he says on earth for us to do? If we can trust him to live in heaven, how are we not trusting him to know what's best for our lives here on earth? You know, we we get to a point where we're like, okay, it's just, oh, one day I'll live in heaven, but on earth it is what it is. You know, I kind of live with, with what i you know what's been given to me but the lord is saying no i want to take you into a place of abundance i want to take you into a life of victory i want to take you to a place where you're not struggling where you are above the nations where where all people where all nations see you and say that you are blessed by the lord because they see that there is a difference and you know um everything that god tells us to do is for is for our good. He's not going to take you, tell you to take a step, and then just hang you out to dry and leave you where you are. No, we need to learn to obey God in everything He does, in everything He tells us. You know, if He's telling you move, well, get up and move. Just like Abraham, when God told him, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna set you, uh I'm gonna make you a uh, father of many nations," before He even told him that, He just got up and, and said. Abraham, get out of your father's house, get out of your country and go to the place where I'm going to show you. Abraham didn't just sit there and say, well, no, God, I need I need the full picture. I need I need everything laid out for me. No. He said, "Okay, this is the instruction you're giving me. This is what I'm going to do. So he got up and left. He obeyed the the word of the Lord. And you see, every time God gave him. Uh, a word he listened he said get up circumcise all of those in in, that are with you all the men that are with you to set them apart from me immediately the next day he got up and did it he didn't you know he he wasn't making up excuses like well i mean isn't that a bit extreme or you know what if they don't want to oh god that's really gonna hurt no he got up and did it he obeyed the word of the lord when god told him come and sacrifice isaac to me He wasn't going on. Oh, well, sheesh. uh, I mean, but Lord, you told me, you told me that, you you know, Isaac is the promised child. You told me that I was going to be a father of many nations. You told me that the blessing was going to come from Isaac. So why is it that you're asking me to sacrifice him? Doesn't, isn't that contradicting what you said? He didn't question him. Because the word of God says that he knew that if God was asking him to do this, he knew that God would be faithful enough to raise him back from the dead. He, he fully trusted the Lord. So oftentimes when we say, well, I'm not going to obey the Lord, it comes from a place of distrust in God. When we learn to love God and trust him and his commandments, then we will learn to walk in his commandments because the word of God tells us those who love me will keep my commands so out of your own heart you will then know are do you love the Lord because if you do you will listen you will obey you know can you imagine if like you know I told TJ I, I trust you I love you um I, I believe that you what you know you want what's best for me, but then i went off and you know he tells me okay well uh don't do this you know don't uh don't go out and um i don't even know like you know it's just pretty much like saying you know if you really love me and trust me you won't cheat on me and i'm okay yeah sure but then i go off and i cheat on him like does that prove that i love him or trust him no because i'm not being faithful and when you are not faithful to the word of god you're then putting your loyalties in the enemy because like you know there the bible says that those that are that walk in disobedience they're the sons of disobedience they're they they belong to the enemy it's not you know it's not uh well if i just disobey god he'll be fine he'll move on no if we disobey God, if we're walking in disobedience, we, how are we going to say that we are children of God? Because as children of God, we obey Him. You know, uh, my, you know, if my son comes up to me and is like, "No, I'm not going to do what you tell me to do. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna do things my own way. I'm gonna go ahead and, um, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and write all over the walls." Or, you know, Mom. I know you said that eating eating poison is bad, but this looks tasty. I'm going to do it. I know you said I shouldn't play with knives, but, I mean, this is pretty cool, and I'm just going to find out what it does on my own. That would be disastrous if I just kind of, like, if he didn't obey – I'm not, you know, I don't tell him, no, you can't play with knives because I want to be a tyrant. No, it's because I know how harmful it can be to you. And unless you know how to use it properly, it's not going to benefit you in any way. You're going to end up hurt. And so it's the same thing that when God gives us an instruction and tells us to obey it, it is not so that we become, um, you know, these boring people walk around this earth with nothing fun and seeing the rest of the world, you know, just laughing and enjoying themselves and, you know, in quote-unquote, enjoying all the benefits that this world has to offer. No, everything that he tells us to do is because he wants us to do good. He wants to bring us into blessing because the world, like I've said um, before, the world may have this appearance of of joy and happiness and they're going off and they're like yeah i'm doing all my crazy things and you know i'm living my life the way i want to and nobody can tell me what to do and yolo you know i not i know what's best for me and you know they they, they don't want to people now despise authority they despise instruction but when we as children of god know how to obey the lord we'll see how drastically different our life looks because when you look at most of these people's lives you know the ones that are not walking with the lord those that choose to just disobey and live their lives their own way their life is in chaos their life is just you know going in circles and they're finding everything to to try and satisfy that emptiness the hole that's there you know and they just think well why why am i not receiving breakthrough why is it that i'm stuck you know People will never be able to walk into into the full blessing of God unless you learn to to heed to his commands. And let us, you know, uh, lettuce us huh, looks like I'm talking like a head of lettuce. No, um, don't let your fears keep you from walking in the fullness of what God has for you. Um, he'll never lead you into destruction. Whenever he asks something of you is because he has something better if he's asking, you know, for you to quit your job, like i said before, it's because he has something better lined up. And we need to learn to trust him. Because if we're not trusting God, who are we trusting? Are we trusting ourselves? Are we trusting the enemy? Because those who are led by the spirit of God are children of God. So, you know, maybe God has given you instructions right now and you haven't obeyed them. God has not cast you aside. Don't, you know, don't think that he doesn't love you anymore. But we have to know, like, just like the parable of the two sons, when when the father came and said to his son, go out into the vineyard and work, you know, go out into the fields. And he said, no, I'm not going to do it. But then later he changed his mind and he went. And then he likewise, that father came and said to his other son, go out and do the same thing. Go work. And he said, oh, yes, father, I'll go ahead and do it. But then he didn't do it. Which one do you think pleased the father more? Obviously, the one that obeyed, because that showed righteousness. And so as children of God, we might have gone and, you know, gotten to a place where like, well, you know what? I'm not, I I told the Lord I wasn't going to do it and you haven't done it. But it's not too late. Get up and move. Do what he called you to do. And as you take the steps, then you will see things start to unravel in your life. Um, you know, obe- obedience, obedience will always bring you into plenty, even in a season of drought. Um, uh, do I have the verse or do I not? Here. Well, you know, um, Elijah. Let me see. Do I have it here? Yes. So in 1st King, hmm, let me see. Oh, no, this is, I'm gonna, that's a different story. Well, I'm not going to, when Elijah, Elijah um, actually, yes, I do have it. Give me a second. I'm going to go to 1st King. Sorry, guys, because I have all these other ones open, so... First King 17. So Elijah and the were widow at Zarephath. Sometime later, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him. Go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a, wo- a widow there to supply you with food. So he went to Zarephath. When he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her. And asked, would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? As she was going to get it, he called, he called, and bring me, please, a piece of bread. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive in a jug. I am gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family for the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the word of the Lord had spoken by Elijah. So could you imagine what would have happened if she didn't? This was a it says here that when Elijah was going to go, he says, I have already directed a woman there to provide for you, but when he came, she was like, "Oh, I don't, I don't have anything to offer you. I don't, you know, I just have. This is all I have. I, this is the little that I have, and I'm, I'm gonna do this for my child. <clears throat> uh, you know, I'm gonna make the food, and we're gonna die after. I don't have anything to give to you, but the Lord had already told her to do this, so it's not like it was catching her out of left field." But Elijah then gave her the 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 further instructions on how to do it. Okay, well, this is the little you have to offer. Well, this is how you're going to use it. Make me first a bread of loaf, you know, do it for me and then it won't run dry. And as she took that obedience, the step of obedience, the Lord supplied for her, her family and Elijah throughout the drought, you know, could you imagine had she not obeyed, had she just said, well, I mean, that's kind of insensitive of you, of you don't you think? You see me here struggling. I have, my, I have my son let That's all I have. You see this little bit that I have and you're coming here and asking me for food? How selfish of you. How, like, why, why would you even do that? Like, you know, no, get out of here. I'm not going to do anything for you. Could you imagine that would have been it for her? That would have been it for her son. Her, like it would have, they would have died right then and there, as she said, she would have just made her, her food and then they would, have, they would have died. And that would have been the end of their story. But because they took the, the little that she had and she offered it to the Lord and heard the word of the Lord and obeyed it, God sustained her throughout a drought when many others in the land were suffering. God sustained her, her, her family, and she was able to provide for others. That's what God wants to do with you. Maybe you're you're saying, well, I don't have much to offer. I don't have, you know, much to give. But God is saying, the little that you do have, give to me. Start where you are. You know, take the small steps. You don't need to jump out into the unknown and take the big, giant leaps. When God is saying, just one thing at a time. God, oftentimes he won't give us the full picture right away because he knows that like it might overwhelm us or it might be to a place where we're like, oh, my gosh, I don't know how to even get there. And then you just quit. You would quit half like not before you even start, you would quit. And so God is saying, take the small steps. Don't be afraid. You know, trust in me. Trust that I know what's best for you. He, he made you. He wrote out your whole life. And, you, you know, he, he, he made, he gave you choices. In the word of God, it says he put, he set before you life and death, blessings and curses. And it is up to you to choose what you want to walk in. And so as we take the steps and we say, "Okay, Lord, I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to go ahead and do what you've called me to do. Then you will see things to start unravel. You know, has God told you, you know, go to this school? But you're thinking, well, I mean, I don't know how I'm going to do that. Well, just go. Listen, it doesn't matter what it looks like now. You know, we we need to learn to, to obey no matter what the circumstances look like now. And I'm gonna say, don't listen to others. That is gonna be a big hindrance for you if you start listening to what others say. Other people will not understand the calling that God has on your life. If you go on and you start trying to tell everyone what the Lord has told you to do, people are gonna try and talk you out of it. People are gonna try and you know, tell you, you know, whatever it is, you know, use a little bit of wisdom. Do you think that's wise right now? I mean, look at the season of life that we're in. Look at look at what the the experts are saying, what the economy looks like, what what they're expecting, what they're projecting the economy is going to look like in a in just the coming years. Look, I mean, are you sure you want to do that? We're about to enter into a famine. You know, there's going to be shortages everywhere. There's going to be all this stuff. I mean, do you really think it's smart of you to to take that step? Or if God, you know, God is telling you, go to this college, go to this school. But then, you know, I mean, now it's for the younger people and the Lord is, you know, the Lord is telling you, do this. This, you know, maybe he's calling you into ministry or or wherever else. And you know, I'm not going to put it uh, an exact thing because it may look different to every single one of you. But if the Lord says, go to this school, but then your parents say, what do you mean you're going to go to this school? Our whole family has gone to this school. You can't break off and go to that one. No, we're a whole family of lawyers. You have to be a lawyer or we're, you know, we're a whole family of doctors. So you need to walk in that way, you know, or, you know, well, none of us have ever or the opposite. None of us have ever done that. Why do you, why do you think that you, you know, why are you going to do this? It's completely out of left field. But if God is telling you to do it, do it. Because just like, um, Paul, when, when he was called to preach, he didn't confer with flesh and blood. He didn't go on and, and, uh, and, and just do his own thing. In Galatians, let me just read it for you so that you don't think that I'm lying here. But in Galatians 1, 11 through 17, it says, I want you to know, brothers, that the gospel I preached is not something that man made up. I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it. Rather, I received it by revelation from Jesus Christ. For you have heard from my previous way of life in Judaism, how intensely I persecuted the church of God and tried to destroy it. I was advancing in Jude, uh beyond many jews of my own age and was extremely zealous for the traditions of my father but when god who set me apart from birth and called me by his grace was pleased to reveal his son in me so that i may preach him among the gentiles i did not consult any man nor did i go up to jerusalem to see those who were those who were apostles before i was but I went immediately into Arabia and later and later returned to Damascus. So you see, when God called him, he didn't go off. And, you know, well, guys, this is what I feel the Lord is telling me to do. What do you think? Could you have him again, do you could you imagine if he had conferred with people, we wouldn't have. You know, most of the scriptures that we have now in the New Testament, because I'm sure some nimwit would have talked him out of it. Say, well, I mean, how could you, Paul, really? Do you really think you can be used by God? You killed all these people that you're trying to save now. You you killed all these Jews. You literally spoke out against them. What do you mean now all of a sudden you're going to go preach the word of God? No, no, no. Calm down. I think you might have maybe hit your head a little too hard when you fell off the horse. Let's just, you know, let's take a few steps back. Let's go recalibrate. Let's go, you know, let's just warm you up a bit and, you know, just focus a bit, you know, get back on track. This is what you've always done. No, like he he did not confer with flesh and blood. He did not go seeking advice from others because you know, sometimes people will tell you things that are contrary to the word of God. And it's not, you know, in, and I don't want you to think that people are being malicious, but it's not always malicious. You know, people, you know, sometimes they, they'll say things just because, but it's not because, um, not because they want to hurt you, but it's simply that's what they've always, that's what, that's what they know. That's the advice that they know how to give. They think that what they, you know, what they have learned in life is a better outcome. You know, it may not make sense in the natural. It may not make sense to, you know, to go ahead and sell, you know, whatever he's asking you to do, to sell whatever it is or quit your job or to, you know, uh, move to a different destination. It may not make sense, but he will tell you and stuff, you know. Um, and, And like I said, we... We cannot, absolutely cannot listen to man because it can be detrimental to your future. If God has a course set out for you and He has told you to do something, if you start listening to others, you you're gonna end up in the whole different place. And then you're gonna look back after and you're gonna say, What did I do with my life? And you're gonna think, like, okay, well, where did I go wrong? You know, but I know what God, you know, even if God has given you a sense of direction and you know what he has promised you but because you chose to obey man instead of god you're not going to reach the destination that he has for you so you're going to look back on your life you're going to say well where you know god god promised me all of this god told me he was going to do this for me why hasn't it come to pass it takes your obedience where did you go wrong did you listen to somebody that you know maybe had It sounded like it was good advice, but it was not the word of the Lord. That could have been the place where now you you fell into a trap and now you're stuck. But you need to listen. You need to listen to what God says, because it's with his instructions that you'll be able to reach the next step. And as you do, he'll start giving you more and more uh, clarity as to where you're going. In First Kings, uh, First King 13 I'm going to start from seven over here. So it says, um, he went, um, the, the man of God went into a place and he, he gave off a word and he had prayed that the King went, went up against him and he had prayed, um, that the Lord would reverse his shriveled hand because he tried to speak out against the man of God. So when he did that, the King then said to the man of God, come home with me and have something to eat and I will give you a gift. But the man of God answered the king, even if you were to give me half your possessions, I would not go with you, nor would I eat bread or drink water here, for I was commanded by the word of God. You must not eat bread or drink water or return by the way you came. So he took another road and did not return by the way he had come to Bethel. Now there was a certain old prophet living in Bethel whose sons came and told him all that the man of God had done there that day. They also told their father what he had said to the king. Their father asked them, which way did he go? And his son showed him which road the man of God from Judah had taken. So he said to his sons, saddle the donkey for me. And when they had saddled the donkey for him, he mounted it and rode after the man of God. He found him sitting under an oak tree and asked, are you the man of God who came from Judah? I am, he replied. So the prophet said to him, come home with me and eat. Then the man of God said, I cannot turn back and go with you, nor can I eat bread or drink water with you in this place. I have been told by the word of the Lord, you must not eat bread or drink water there or return by the way you came. The old prophet answered, I too am a prophet as you are. And an angel said to me by the word of the Lord, bring him back, back with you to your house so that he may eat bread and drink water. But he was lying to him. So the man of God returned with him and he ate and drank in his house. While they were sitting at the table, the word of the Lord came to the old prophet who had brought him back. He cried out to the man of God who had come from Judah. This is what the Lord says. You have defied the word of the Lord and have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you. You came back and ate bread and drank water in the place where he told you not to eat or drink. Therefore, your body will not be buried in the tomb of your fathers. When the man of God had finished eating and drinking, the prophet who had brought him back saddled his donkey for him. As he went on his way, a lion met him on the road and killed him. And his body was thrown down on the road with both the donkey and the lion standing beside it. Could you imagine this? Like, again, the word of the Lord came to him. God gave him specific instructions, told him, don't go back from the way, don't come from the way you came. Don't eat or drink anywhere. Keep moving. And because somebody else came and said to him, well, I mean, I'm a prophet too. I'm, I'm a prophet just as you are. And an angel told me to do this, that you, could, that you can do this. We don't listen to anybody else's voice except the voice of God. An angel may appear to you and say something, quote unquote, an angel. Remember that demons can disguise themselves as angels of life, light. If what is being said to you is contrary to the direction and the instruction that God has given you, given to you, don't listen. For him, it ended up very badly. He got eaten by lions. He died like dead, like real dead. God, you know, God might not kill you. That's not what I'm saying. You know, if you if you go ahead and you don't listen, you know, you're not it might not be detrimental like that where you're going to die. But I mean, maybe it will be. I don't know. I the Lord knows. I'm not going to tell you something when the Lord is saying, well, no, if he doesn't obey, this will happen. But, you know, it, it can be in the small things. It can be in the small things. If I don't care who comes up to me and says, well, you know, uh, I'm a prophet, too. I'm a man or I'm a woman of God. And I really think you should do this. But I know what the, what God has spoken to me. I'm going to say, well, thank you. But depart from me because you're being used by Satan right now. Like, seriously, like, no, uh, you know, I won't rebuke them like necessarily. I mean, well, it depends on what they're saying. But, you know, I OK, thank you. Thank you for that and move on throw it away if it doesn't line up with the word of god whether written or the direct instruction from god throw it out it doesn't matter and like you know in this in this situation i don't know what his intentions were why 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 did he want to go off and meet him maybe he just was impressed by what you know by what had happened with the king and stuff and so he just wanted to meet this man of god and so he made up a lie to, to get him to disobey the word of God. You know, he, he might have not had evil intentions. He might have just said, well, you know, I just want to have him in my house. I just want to have friends with him. But it's it, it becomes detrimental because then you see the one the one that told him that gave him the instructions to disobey God. Nothing happened to him. The Lord didn't strike him down because the word of the Lord did not come to the old to the old prophet it came to the other man it came to the man of God so you know sometimes you think well I mean this person's doing it or whatever or they're walking this way and they nothing's happening to them you know they they have the same calling they have the same calling and they're doing it this way and it seems to be working out fine for them and this is what they're telling me to do well it doesn't matter if that's not what God has told you to do it's not going to work out for you it's going to go very badly And when you start listening to others, people will try and discourage you because, you know, like I said, it might not always be with the bad intentions. Like I know speaking for myself, you know, I was I'll share a little bit before um, before I got married, before I even went off to Bible college. I got to this point, um, you know, where I had been seeking the Lord and we were on fire for the Lord. Um, Like I said previously, you know, I I lived at the church, like literally lived there. I, I was I was. At the church more than i was at my own house like i literally just went home to sleep and i lived at my church you know we we had prayer um me and some of our friends we had prayer from three to six and then again uh, if there was service we would stay for the service and if there was no service we would come back afterwards because there was prayer from 10 to to midnight and so i literally lived at the church and at this point i got you know, I, I was seeking the Lord and I was hearing, you know, I knew that the Lord wanted to bring me um, into like had called me into ministry. And so I was like, well, Lord, what's the next step? You know, I I feel like now I've I've as I've been seeking you, I I know where you've worked on me. You know, you, you've helped me to walk in integrity. You you know, you, you've changed things in my heart that needed to be changed. You dealt with the things that needed to be dealt with. Now what? What is the next step? You know, I, I know that you have more for me than just you know being inside these four walls. What is the next step? And so I really like felt like a piece, like, okay, the Lord's gonna direct me. That same day I had some friends come up to me and say, you know, um, we we are gonna go to a Bible college. We're gonna go check out this Bible college. And we just felt to call you to come with us. Would you, you know, do you wanna come and check it out with us? And like immediately I was like, yes. Like I, this feels right to me and I hate school. I hated school. So like when that came, I was like, okay, we'll go check it out because I didn't even know Bible colleges existed. To be honest, at that time I had no idea. Like we did te- theology classes at my church. So that was kind of all that I knew. And I was like, okay, we're going to do ministry. So I'm going to take the theo- theology courses that my church has to offer. I didn't know Bible colleges existed. I was very ignorant there, but, so I went and I was like, all right, let's let's go check out the school. But before going, I even prayed. And I'm like, Lord, if this is what you want me to do, make it very clear to me because I hated school I hated school like can I tell you how much I hated it I was like I was almost like so excited when you know like the Lord called me into ministry because I'm like yes I don't have to go to school for you know whatever uh, you know four years five years whatever I may be I don't have to go because woohoo, the Lord's gonna direct me and so I was like God if you're calling me to go to school you're gonna have to make this clear because you know, I hate studying <laughs> kind of thing, you know? And so when I went, I felt it. I felt when I was there, like, this is the place you need to be. You know, I felt the the peace of God come on me and like an excitement for it. And I was like, okay, awesome. And so I knew, I'm like, that was the word of the Lord, for, Lord to me that this is the place I need to be. I came and I said, all right. And I went afterwards and, you know, I... I did the opposite of what Paul did. I conferred with flesh and blood. And, uh, I, I, I wanted my pastor's blessing, you know? And, and so I went up to him and I said, you know, this is what I want to do. I feel, I feel there's this Bible college and I feel to go there. And, uh, I just want to ask for your blessing. And he, you know, he, he, he didn't mean evil or anything, but he was like, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll give you my blessing. But if I can be honest, I don't think you should go. I've I've dealt with you know this certain denomination before. I'm not gonna you know whatever he goes. I've dealt with this denomination before. They um you know they're not the easiest to work with. They're not gonna give you the liberty to move in the spirit like here and stuff. And you know uh, it's just it's it it could be it could be very bad for you if you end up going. And like immediately when he said that to me, it was like my heart sank. I was like, man, like, what do I do? Because I'm like, this is my spiritual father right now. I respect him. This is this is the man of God. This is my pastor. Like, I so wanted his blessing to know, you know, I wanted it because I was like, I want to know that what I'm doing is right. And like when he said that to me, it was like this like discouragement, and I was just kind of like, "Man, what do I do?" I was at a crossroads, and I was like, "Lord, what do I do?" I mean, he he said he doesn't think it's a good idea that I go, and I'm like, "Oh, I need further instructions. If it's really you, that you'll clarify it." And so, once again, the Lord did. The Lord clarified it to me and spoke to me, and you know, said, "Go, go." And so I was like, okay. When I when and when I felt that word of the Lord come again, I was like, okay, um, that's it. I'm gonna go. I know. I know now that the Lord has called me to do. And as much as I love my pastor, as, as much as I respect him, as much as I honor him, and will always honor him, I'm gonna go because I know that this is what the Lord is calling me to do. And again, He didn't do it maliciously. He didn't do it to try and keep me from. walking in the blessing that God had for me but you know it was just it was his counsel because he you know he had seen things happen you know with other church members and going off to other colleges and he's like well you know a lot of them went off and they're not even serving the Lord anymore so he didn't want that for me but I knew what the Lord had told me to do and so I had to I I had to I was at a crossroads which one do I listen to my pastor the man of God or do I listen to God himself I obviously listened to God, and when I did, like any, in you know when I, when I did do that, um, I saw afterwards, you know, it, it's very sad, but like a few months after I started the Bible College, my my pastor unfortunately had a stroke, and you know he, he he's he's doing well, but he wasn't preaching the same way that he was, and you know the Word of God says that when you strike the shepherd, the sheep will scatter. And I noticed that throughout the time, people slowly started leaving the church. Uh, the friends that I had at the time, you know, none of none of them really go to the church anymore. They're either at different churches or some of them are not even serving the Lord anymore. And, you know, the ones that felt called into the ministry, they're not in the ministry. Some of them are, which, you know, is, is awesome. Um, but a lot of them, they're not... They're not they're not there. So I, I always look back and I think, wow. Thank you, God, for for directing me. Thank you, God, for sparing me and giving me the grace to go and do what you've called me to do, because imagine if I hadn't, if I hadn't gone on, uh, I, if I hadn't gone off to college, then one, I wouldn't have met TJ and I wouldn't have our wonderful kids that we have today. And putting that aside. Who knows uh, if I'd be in ministry right now, I most likely would not be in ministry. I would not, most likely would not be with, you know, a a man of God that is a minister, who knows. Um, Had I not listened, who knows if I'd even be serving the Lord at this point. And so I think back and I say, wow, all the little steps, all of my obedience, all the yes led me to where I am today. So, and then, you know, you see the opposite. If I hadn't, if I had disobeyed, where would I have been? You know, and you start seeing why God tells you to do things. And it is wonderful when you listen. It is good because as you listen, you'll see him bringing you into new places. Like I said, you know, when when I said I feel called to ministry, I'm going to do this. You know, I had people in my own family say, well, oh, you poor thing. Don't do that. Why are you going to go into ministry? Don't don't go into ministry. You know, it's I don't want to see you being one of those ministers that are always constantly begging for for bread and milk. And you don't have enough money to sustain yourself. And you're always asking people to go live with them because, you know, you don't have enough money to buy your own place. I don't want to see you struggling your whole life because you feel called to ministry. Like, you know, the, the idea that they had you know, as, you know, ministers are poor, ministers are, are, you know, are all just struggling, you know, like traveling ministers, you're, you're not going to make it. And they, they didn't say it maliciously because they were like, you know, I don't want you to walk in the calling of God. That's really, those were their concerns for me. That was the, you know, they didn't want me to struggle. That was like, no, how about you get a degree that has, uh, something that you can at least fall back on Then, you know, how many of you have told your parents or, you know, uh, even your spouse, maybe like, I want to, I feel called to ministry as a child, as a teenager or something, I feel called to ministry. And your parents are like, no, no, God, no, no. Like Michael Scott, no, God, please. No, no. You know, anything but that, you know, like, how many of your parents are like no i i want you to be successful i want you to do something that will 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 make you good in life that you're not going to struggle you know like it's just going to you know saying i i don't want this how about okay you feel you feel to go to bible college sure but first go to this college get a degree do your schooling there get a degree so in case ministry doesn't work out you have something to fall on but you know it it it's it's not what god is telling you to do so don't do it and like you know with my family when they said that some people said that um i was like I know what you've seen. I know that there are ministers out there, but unfortunately that's, you know, that's not what God even has for them. God wants them to walk in it. You know, I know what the word of the Lord says. I know what he spoke to me. And I know that I'm not going to be struggling the rest of my life. I know that um, it's it's not going to look like what you're saying it's going to look like. God is not calling me to ministry to make me miserable in life. Like that's not who he is as as a heavenly father. He is good. Like as an earthly mother, I want what's good for my children. I'm not going to tell them to do something that's going to harm them. I'm not going to do something that, you know, I'm going to make sure you're really screwed up in life now. And, you know, no, whatever I do for them, it's because I want them to grow. I want them to be the best persons that they can be the you know that they can be used as a vessel by god and that that is that is it you know and when when we started off when we started off in ministry like we said you know we we didn't have anything you know we, we i moved to a whole new country didn't have anything you know couldn't work for the first two years because i was um you know i didn't have a permanent residency status so I couldn't work we literally had to rely on the lord and you know at that time tj could have gone off and gotten a, a job like we we chose to like no we're going to do what the lord has called us to do you know what you heard for him he heard the instruction you know uh, i'm not saying there's something wrong with working obviously not the lord tells us to work to be diligent unto every, in everything that that we do and if we don't work we cannot expect to eat so that's not what i'm saying but when when he we were called into ministry he felt like okay you know the lord had told him not not to get a job not to get a secular job because if he got a secular job that odds are he was not going to get out of it so he did for a little bit work um part-time at you know just a seasonal job and but but that was it and like he, he just took those few months or whatever. And then that was it. And he, he it was part time. So it didn't stop him from um, work doing and uh, doing ministry and stuff because he told them, no, I'm not. I don't work Sundays. And if Saturday I have somewhere to be, I'm not working Saturday night. So, you know, it, it worked out for the time being, because at the time, you know, we were living in his parents basement. It looked like, man, you know, we, we had other people saying, well. I mean you're just being lazy right now you're being lazy you, you you should really go get a job but we knew what the word of the Lord was and we had others saying well you know you really you believe in a God of prosperity you you believe in a God in prosperity but you're living in your parents basement wow what a prosperous God you serve you know like making fun of us at that time for our obedience to the Lord But as we said, you know, it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter where we are right now. We're going to obey God. And can I tell you that those those few months like those actually we lived with them for two years. So can you can I just tell you that those two years that we lived in his parents basement felt like a joy? Like we were we did not feel burdened. We did not feel poor by any means like we were. We were broke as broke can be. Like you know we, we we didn't have much to our name, but we believed the Word of the Lord and we said, we're gonna walk in it, we're gonna obey God. And you know it it, it was it was fun. It was fun. So when God tells you to do something, don't despise the day of small beginning. And in everything you do, work heartily unto the Lord. You know, we 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 could have taken that time and said, "All right, well, we're just you know we're gonna twiddle our thumbs and wait for the Lord to open a door." But no, we we fasted, we prayed, and you know got into the Word. He spent all his time in the Word, uh, learning and. And being obedient to God and um, just learning as much as he could, feeding his spirit, getting a word in his spirit at all times so that when a door did open, you know, we knew that it was God and we were ready to walk through it. You know, like we weren't just using that time to just go ahead and and do nothing and just kind of sit around and wait for the Lord to do it because the Lord wouldn't have done it if, you know, the Lord wouldn't have opened doors if we if we didn't. But as we took the steps to be obedient in everything that he has told us to do. And then when he told us, okay, you know, like when we felt like we want to move out, we were scared, but we, we got into the written word of God. We didn't have, cle- you know, he didn't tell us, okay, now move out. But we got into our spirit that we'll never lack. We'll never lack so we said okay lord you've started to open doors for us we're gonna step out now and we're gonna go get our own place and you know the lord in every step that we've taken as we've been obedient to him he has provided every step of the way he has opened doors for us he has been so good and it's like anytime that we've given something up for god he he has blessed us with even more something better every single time you know, you can't you will never serve God at a loss. It's impossible. It is absolutely impossible. And so when you start obeying God and you just go, I'm not going to listen to what people say. That's it. Just go take the step. And while you are waiting, be diligent, work heartily unto the Lord as unto man. You know, don't don't uh, don't just sit there and uh and just twiddle your thumbs and expect God to bring you into blessings because that's not how it works. You know, some of you are here saying, "Lord, I want that promotion. I want that job. I want, uh, I, I want to, I want to get that big job." But you're at your job. You, you know, you're, you're giving it just the bare minimum. You're complaining. You're, you know, you're miserable. You're talking behind your boss's back. You're, you know, you're going off and you're just, oh, well, you know, uh, I'm here just for now. It doesn't matter anyways. I'm going to, I'm just going to do, I'm just going to do the bare minimum because I know that this is not where I'm going to stay forever. Well, how can God trust you to take you into something better if you're not giving your best where you are right now? Work heartily unto the Lord, work with excellence in everything you do, because if you're not working with excellence, if you're not working diligently, God can't bless you. God cannot bless what you put your hand to. His word is very clear on that. We need to work diligently and it's excellence that's going to bring us into the next level. So wherever you find yourself, do everything with excellence. Work heartily unto God as you're, you know, work heartily, everything, everything that you're doing, work hard, because that's what's going to take you into the next step, you know, if you're here, and you're just kind of like, well, you know, I, I expect greater things from God, but you're, you know, you're you're twiddling your thumbs, oh, I, I know I'm called into ministry, but I'm just gonna sit back, twiddle my thumbs, and you know i'm just going to play video games all day and i'm not going to do this or you know i'm not going to read the word you can't expect god to take you into higher places if you're not doing everything that you know to do you know whatever it is that you're doing do what you know the lord has called you to do get into the word get into prayer ask God for instruction, ask God to guide you because he has sent us the Holy Spirit so that he can guide us. He doesn't, he's not gonna just leave you on your own. Go ahead, listen to the word of God and he will tell you what to do. And it's when you you hear it, then you will be able to see the next step because just when the angel came to Peter's prison, he came and he said, get up when when peter got up then his chains fell off and he was able to walk out it is when he listened that he did could you imagine had he just stayed down the the chains didn't break off first and then he got up and and proceeded to obey no he got up first and then the chains fell off whatever it is that you're you feel chained to right now you feel like you know, I, I'm stuck. You know, I, I need these chains to fall off of me. Hear the word of the Lord and obey, and then you will be set free. You, you will walk in freedom when you learn to just take the step. It, you don't have to know the full picture. You don't have to know what it looks like. It may look like none of it makes sense to you. It may not make any sense, but just listen because as you do it, it will become clear it's like a flashlight as you start moving you're going you're you start seeing where where it's leading you that's the same thing move just get up and move and then every chain will start to fall as you move the, you'll see the fear will break off of you you know it doesn't matter if you if you have you know if you're scared right now don't walk in that remind yourself god did not give me a spirit of fear but he he, but of power of love of sound mind you know um the the one who has been made perfect in love that that is the one who who walks in 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 the fullness of god you know he he didn't give us fear because if you walk in fear you have not been made perfected in love so we need to learn to walk just obey Whatever it is, you might be scared to do it right now, but say, God, I, it doesn't matter how how it looks like in the natural. I don't know what what else you have for me. I don't I don't need to know the next step. Release that off of you. The the need to know what the next is, you know, for, for some people, it might be easier because, you know, it's just like, all i right, right, I'll, I'll go with the flow. I'll go with whatever the Lord is saying. But for some people, that's hard because it's like you're if you're the type of person that's meticulous in everything and it's like no 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 i have my whole day scheduled out i have everything planned i have the next five years down to you know the, the next five years planned out you know i have what i'm gonna do each month each year and the goals that i have even what i'm gonna do each day and you know so i need to know what it looks like that might be hard for you it may be hard for you to say ah what do you mean? Like, I, I, I have a whole schedule laid out. I need to know. Get rid of that. Toss that aside. You don't need to know. You just need to know that if the Lord is telling you to do something, it is for your good. It is for your benefit. It is because He's going to take you into the land of plenty. He is not setting you up to fail god's plans are better than your plans god's ways are higher than our ways his thoughts are higher than our thoughts we shouldn't lay out our life in, you know this whole this is what it's going to look like because whatever you thought you wanted your life to look like god has even better and i'm not saying that you need to throw away your dreams altogether that's not what i'm saying uh, you know me if you are in the will of god if you are delighting yourself in the Lord, then he wants to give you the desires of your heart. So what I'm not saying that the vision that you have right now is not even, it is not a vision that's aligned with God's word. It could, it could very well be aligned with God's word. So I'm not telling, you know, everyone, okay, drop everything that you're doing and start fresh. No. But what I'm saying is, is let go of having to have control over everything, release it to God, let God control everything let god have control over your life and you will learn to to walk in the good that the lord has for you as you and as you do you'll look back and you'll be able to see the goodness of god through every step because as you start taking the step it becomes addicting because when you learn to listen you know okay i've 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 did this the lord showed himself faithful he showed himself to be true he has showed himself um, mighty and strong it becomes easier for you to then take the bigger steps as he's you know as he'll first he'll ask you little things start giving up little things work on your integrity you know also work on, let this time be where god is working on your heart stop lying stop cheating others you know stop uh stop with the with the little things you know don't be deceitful let God purify you, purify your heart, purify your mind. And as you start to walk in integrity, God will then let bring you into a higher place. Because that's also another thing. If you are not prepared, if you are not readying yourself, you're not preparing yourself to where God wants you to be, you'll never get there. Because God can't take you into a place of abundance and, you know, of increase if you're shady, If you if you're working in a way that is not um, doesn't have integrity, God can't can't trust you with anything. God can't trust you to give you more if he knows that you're if you're just going to squander If you're not ready in your spirit and in your heart to receive what God has for you, it's going to squash you. So as you are in a season of, you know, uh, well, not season of waiting, but as you are waiting and Uh, waiting for the word of the Lord to come is for the for the instructions get in the word work let him work on you work on your spirit work on your heart work on all these things removing the junk start you know start taking the small steps even in your own life to help you become the person that you you know that you know God has called you to be you know with laziness get rid of laziness and it's it, it can be hard but start taking small steps do small things that will better your future start taking the small steps now that will make your tomorrow better you know and you don't have to start doing everything all at once because then that can be overwhelming but each day start implementing a, a, a small thing into your life you know change something you know if you get up and you're like okay Uh, I just always get up and go ahead. Start with, you know, just working, even like working on yourself and everything. Get up. I'm going to make the bed today. It's a small thing. That's all you got to do. If you've never done it before, start making the bed. Make the bed. And then go on with your day. And then you start seeing as you, you know, the small things that you start doing will change, will start to change you. So work, work diligently, but also take if you're at a place right now where it's like you you don't know anything, just start taking small steps so it doesn't overwhelm you. Because oftentimes, too, you might want to go ahead and jump ahead of the curb and just just do it. But that's going to overwhelm you. So don't, you know, start where you are right now. Start taking the small steps. And as you start taking the small steps for your own life, God will then start giving you direction as to where to go. And then you take those steps. And as you take it, then you'll see, okay, God is faithful. God is good. And then as he can trust you with the small step that you're taking, then after he'll ask you bigger things. He'll give you clearer instructions. He'll he'll ask of you bigger things. And when that comes, you're not going to be overwhelmed because you know that you can trust him because he has proven himself faithful to you before. If maybe you're at a place right now where that's been you, where you're like, I haven't taken the step because I just I don't know that I can trust him. Let me tell you today that you can. He is a good father. He loves you, he wants the best for you, and he wants you to walk in the fullness of, 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 of his calling for you. He wants you, he came to give you life and life more abundantly. So trust him. Learn to trust him, because if you're not putting your trust in him, who are you putting your trust in? In man? In Satan? Because if you're not putting your trust in God, you're putting your trust somewhere else. So there's no better person for you to put your trust in than to put it in God. Put your trust in God and see what he'll do with you. You'll be able to look back afterwards in, in, the, in the small steps and you'll say, wow, I am so glad that I listened to God because in that one little thing that I chose to do, he has proven himself faithful. And when I did that one thing, everything changed in my life. Everything started to change. And you're going to look back and you won't even be able to recognize where you are, you know, what, you know, where God has taken you. Just be faithful, just obey, just take the step and go. And it will be so much easier for you to then listen, because in, like when you go and you're obedient, you'll see I, the, the love of God, like the love that you have for God will increase even more because, you know, you have seen not only have you seen, but you have tasted and seen that his that the Lord is good and that you'll know to, to, to be able to trust him. So today, if you're here and you're saying, I've, I don't trust God, just take that step. listen and he'll he'll prove himself to you he'll show you that he loves you and that he has good plans for your life but also if you're here today and you've never even made the decision to follow christ that is the first step you need to take if you're here and you're saying you know i don't know this jesus that you talk about i don't i don't know him i don't know any of it or maybe you know, you once upon a time were living for Christ, but you've gone astray or you've just you've let the fire go cold. You know, you, you've you let the fire burn out and you've you feel that uh that weight in the you know, you're not walking in what God has called you to do today. Fan into flames the fire fan fan it into flames. Go back. Do the work that you were doing in the beginning and let that. Let that increase, let the fire start burning again so that you can walk in what God has for you. It is not too late. It is not too late for God to turn your life around. Maybe, I mean, maybe for some of you right now, you, you did let your whole life go by. And you know, you're, you're 60, 70, 80 years old at this point. And God had told you something when you were an adolescent that he wanted to use you. He gave you an instruction, but you went off your own way. And so, yes, maybe that specific assignment has passed you by, but there is still something that God can do with you now. God has a plan for you now. And so if you're here and you're saying, well, you know, I, I let all this time go to waste. I don't think that what I had for me, God will use me. Okay, if that passed, passed you by, that's fine. You go and you say, Lord, I repent Use me now for what you, what you want me to do. What is it that in this season of my life, what can I do for you? What, how can I be of service? How can I do what you've called me to do? And, you know, if, if you're not, you know, if you're still starting out and you've, you've made some of your own choices and you've just seen that that's led you nowhere, again, say, Lord, I'm tired of doing things my own way. I'm done doing things my way. I'm done feeling this heaviness, this burden on top of me, because I know that I'm not walking in what you've called me to do. Today, take the step and say, God, I give it all to you. I'm going to do what you've called me to do. And like I said before, if you're here and you've never made Christ, the Lord and Savior of your life, today is the day to do so. Because you cannot walk in the blessings of God. if You you cannot receive all that he has for you, which is abundance and prosperity, health, vitality, strength, all of it, peace, joy. You cannot have that. You cannot have a successful marriage and all of this without God in your life. You know, and most importantly, if you, you cannot have eternal life if you don't have Jesus Christ as Lord and savior of your life. You know, the Bible tells us that he came to save that which was lost. And without Jesus, we're all lost without him, we're not going anywhere. The, the, you know, the enemy came to steal, kill and destroy, but life, but God has come to give you life and life more abundantly. And the word of God tells us that Jesus came so that all who would believe in him would not perish, but have eternal life. There is a real heaven to gain and there's a real hell to shun. You need to make the choice today. And by And and there is a choice to be made, regardless of whether you say, no, I'm not going to accept Jesus Christ today. That is a choice you are making. So today, if you are listening and you haven't made that choice, decide, say, I'm going to live. I'm tired of living my life the way I have been. I've tasted everything that this world has to offer i've I've done the drugs I've done the partying i've done you know uh I, I I've been with all the boys I've been with all the girls i've you know i i I got the successful job I have all the money, but nothing nothing is fulfilling to you. there's no peace there's no joy. you may have a beautiful home you may have the the picture perfect from the outside the picture perfect marriage you look and you you have the beautiful home you have the good the the good job you you have the nice cars but what is all of that if within your home there is chaos and there is contention if you're constantly striving uh uh against your spouse one one and the other you're going against each other you know uh your children are in ruins what is all of this what what is anything in this world if you don't have the peace of god if you don't know for certain where you will go after this after this life ends because there is a real heaven and there's a real hell and you god is not the one that chooses the devil's not the one that chooses you do god has cast his vote for you the devil has cast his vote for you but you are the one that makes the deciding ballot. So today, if you are here and you want to make Jesus Christ, the Lord and savior of your life, I want you to pray this with me. It doesn't need to be some eloquent prayer. It doesn't need to be, you know, this, this whole thing where, you, you know, it has to be like a certain way. I'm not telling, you know, you when you come to Jesus, I'm not telling, don't you, you don't don't think, well, in order for me to come to Jesus now, I have to I have to clean up my whole life. I have to I have to do this first. I need to clean up all the mess and then I'll come to him. No, because in your own strength, you'll never be able to do it in your own self. You'll never be able to cast off all the addictions. You'll never be able to get rid of, you know, uh, the all the sinful desires that are in you. Because Christ has said that we were all born in, into sin, you know, so when we when we decide to live for Jesus, that is when he comes and lives on the inside of us and he gives us the grace to walk in holiness, in spirit and in truth with him. And we to, so today you need to decide. And you say, I'm done. I'm done living for for myself. I am done trying what the world tells me to try because I've tried it all and I have not found fulfillment. I have not found peace. But just know that when, you know, going back from the beginning of time, sin came into this world when Adam and Eve decided to disobey God. But now Jesus Christ came in obedience and he gave his life for you and for me and for anyone watching that, All who believe in him, like I said, would not perish but have everlasting life. He came to take on your sins. He came to take your addiction. He came to take on your infirmities, all your sickness, everything. He took it upon himself so that you wouldn't have to, so that you could be made into a new creation today, so that you can walk in the fullness of life. You've tried everything else. So why not give Jesus a try? What do you have to lose? what do you have to lose except for depression except for fear except for poverty except for all the weight that has been on you that this you know you, you can lose when jesus comes in and gives you life the spirit of of depression the spirit of suicide the spirit of anxiety all of that gets broken off of you as you learn to accept him as your Lord and Savior. So if you're here right now and you want to make that choice and you're saying, I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, pray with me now. Say, dear, dear, dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus. I thank you that you made a way where there was no way. I thank you that he died for me so that I may live for him. I thank you that you took away all of my sins, on that all of my sins were laid on Jesus so that I may be righteous before you. I pray, Lord, right now, come and wash me, purify me. I repent of my sins. I turn from my wicked ways. I believe that Jesus Christ came, lived a sinless life on this earth. He died for my sins and he rose again. And he is now seated with Christ in heavenly places. And he is coming back again for me. I choose to believe in him. Wash me clean. Purify me. Give me your grace to walk for you. Give me mercy. Give me the Holy Spirit so that I may walk in the fullness of what you have to offer. Lord, I pray right now in Jesus' name for these people. Father, I pray right now, anybody listening, that those that chose to make a choice right now to live for Jesus Christ I pray that you would break off all spirit of fear anxiety depression suicide the the uh, any addiction to pornography addiction to alcohol addiction to cigarettes addiction to to whatever it is that they are struggling with addiction to lust father i pray break it off of them now in jesus mighty name that wherever they are that they would feel the peace of god come upon them that they would feel the holy spirit speaking to them that the every single weight that has been off on them father would you lift it off their shoulders right now would you show them without a shadow of a doubt that you are real would you speak to them would you guide them and lead them in the way that they should go father i thank you for everyone else that's listening right now lord i pray that this message bless them i pray that it, whoever is listening it, whatever it is in their life that they need help with father would you give them the grace to do it thank you for your mercy that you did not cast us aside when we were disobedient disobedient i thank you father that when we were still in sin you loved us and you died for us and so you are good and i thank you lord that no matter what, where everyone is right now in their life no matter what instructions that they have not heeded to i thank you lord that it's not too late that as they take the step to obey that as they take the step to be obedient to your word that you would that you would bless them father would you would you bring back to remembrance everything that you spoke to them would you bring it back make it fresh to them so that they know this is where i went wrong or this is the instruction that the lord has given me that i didn't that i didn't fulfill father would you give that to them now would you bring it to remembrance so that they can walk in the calling for them lord help them to reach the next level in their life in jesus name thank you that it is not too late. Thank you that you are good and you are merciful. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray and we thank you for it. Amen. If you prayed that prayer with me, if you were giving your life to Jesus for the very first time, I would like for you to go onto our our website, salvationnow.ca. And then would you click on the button that says, I just got saved. Fill it out. And we would like to give a gift for you it's absolutely free we're just gonna send you a welcome a welcome box to say you know a welcome package saying welcome to the family of god giving you a bible so that you know which step to take you know how to move forward now and if you did make that step would you tell somebody if you if you decided to make jesus the lord and savior of your life today go out don't keep it to yourself tell somebody so that you it will help you to then walk in what god has in what god has called you it will be easier for you to walk forward if you then tell somebody i made the choice today to live for jesus get into a good church get into the word of god and pray and we'll be praying for you so if you would go on and and right there uh again salvationnow.ca and you click on where it says i just got saved we would love to hear from you and pray for you Stay connected with us by visiting us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching at TJ Maokanji. Or visit us online, www.salvationnow.ca. God bless you, and until next time.